Welcome back to the All Hallow School podcast, the place where we talk to staff, parents and pupils to find out more about life at the school. In this episode, we're talking to Catherine Cameron Clark, parent to two daughters aged 12 and 14, both of whom have gone through the school years at All Hallows. We're going to talk about finding the right school for her children and why the family stuck with All Hallows, what the boarding experience is like at the school and the opportunities the girls both received in their time at the school. Catherine also breaks down the stigma surrounding independent education with her own personal experience. So come with me as we talk to Catherine Cameron Clark. Catherine, thank you for being here and welcome to this episode of the podcast. How are you today? Um, Yes, very well indeed. I've uh, been busy uh, feeding all our animals. We've got uh, a couple of ponies. I've had to uh, deliver a load of hay to this morning um, before I've sat down at my desk. Yeah. Okay, and what other animals do you have apart from ponies? Uh, well, we've got 11 fish, um, and I have to actually keep an eye on the fish because um, we've had one or two actually try and escape from the tank and jump out. So um, Ooh, I have to check okay. the fish. Yep, and there's three rabbits as well. Three rabbits as well. Fantastic. What are the rabbits' yes. names? I'm going to get them wrong because um, I get them mixed up with the gerbils. So um, uh, it's c- uh, Coco, Chanel, and, um, and I think the other one is just called Caramel. So caramel. Okay. Well, these yeah. are good names. These are good names. You might be in trouble with your with your children if you get the names wrong, of course. So Absolutely. Uh, let's hope that they're all right. So Catherine, today we're going to be talking about your experience of life as a parent at All Hallows School. But I wonder whether you could just tell us a little bit about your own schooling experience, maybe where you went to school in the country and how you found it. Um, yes, well, I was um, uh, brought up in the Northwest and I went to um, my local primary school. Mm-hmm. And um, what I loved about it is um, after school, I could go and meet my friends. It was a very sort of local sort of um, sort of walk to the walk to my my local school and then know everyone afterwards um, and go and play conkers, you know, uh, conk fight afterwards. So um, and, and, you know, very lovely teachers. It was uh, religious, but it not overly religious. And it was quite small um, and and quite, I'd say, nurturing. And I suppose, yeah, that, that was my, my experience of, of growing up and my sort of first school, really. So generally speaking, you look back with fairly fond memories of school? Um, yes, apart from the time um, I realised at one point that um, when someone asked me what football team I supported and I had to check the socks because there was either Liverpool or Man- Manchester um, mm-hmm. And if I didn't, if I get it right, if I didn't get it right, then I knew I was going to be in trouble. So um, right. apart from those football scenarios, it was fine. So let's look at your experience of what life was like when you were looking around for a school uh, for your children. Can you tell us a little bit first of all about some of the challenges you faced when deciding which school to send them to? Well, that's quite easy because location was really important. I work for myself, and my husband was setting up a new business in a a town called Froome um, nearby and so location was important because one of us had to get the children to school yeah so that was the number one thing Um, I guess the next one was cost we we were looking for value for money as we weren't in really high paying jobs we worked for ourselves so we needed to be able to budget um, for education you know right from the start really Hmm. so yeah cost was really important and then I suppose the other thing we were sort of looking at is, um, you know, word of mouth and, and what other people were talking about and recommending. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, those were the three things, I suppose. 
Mm-hmm. And you mentioned about word of mouth and what other people were saying. Where, where were you sort of gathering that information? Was that through conversations with friends or on social media? Well, with two small children under the age of five, um, there's, you know, fortunately around, around the Somerset area, there's quite a lot of options to go out and sort of connect with sort of play groups or nursery groups and things like that. So there's always quite a lot of conversation whilst children are throwing sand around in buckets and things like mm. that in between sort of work commitments as well so mm. um yeah we we've sort of met people through that really and tell us just tell us how old your children are so that we can get an idea of of where they are in school but also when it was that you were looking around for schools so my children now i have two daughters um one is 14 and the other other one is 12 so we just come to the end of our all hallows journey after hmm. 11, 11 or so years. So um, it was an appropriate time to talk to you, really. Um, mm-hmm. And we started right at the beginning when they were sort of uh, looking at schools from the age of three or four, really. So, yes, I feel like we've got a sort of broad sort of uh, idea of, of, of that journey, really. OK, so if we jump back in time to you being right at the start of that journey... Other than the practical side of things, you mentioned about location and cost and what friends were, were, were saying about their school experience uh, for their children. Do you remember what any of your concerns were at the time? Well, I suppose it was important, certainly um, with two daughters, that we had a co-ed school. You know, when you go into real life, you know, you have to work, you know, male, female. So it, it was important that it had a, a, a yeah, a boys and girls it was important that it was a day school, but again, looking at forward to how our jobs worked, um, we both work abroad. Uh, my husband works in China. We were looking at some boarding flexibility as well. So it was important that if we need to go away, um, that it, we may be able to board our children board in the future as well. So hmm. that was something we were taking into account. And is that something they've they've embraced over the last few years, the, the, the opportunity or the option to board from time to time? Uh, they certainly have, yes. Um, one of them more than the other. But um, mm-hmm. yes, now we have to sort of drag one of them back home, really, just so we can see <laughs> see what she looks like. <laughs> yeah. so, so that's why one more than the other, just because one of them loves it so much. Is that right? Yeah, one of them loves so much. Um, the other one uh, really enjoyed it, but um, quite liked coming home and, and her sort of, you know, her home sort of comforts, I suppose, in terms of her 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 animals and things like that so um but the other one yes just you know wanted to stay at school really and for the sake of the people listening to this is it your 14 year old or your 12 year old that preferred to stay in school i think most parents would probably guess which one to to stay at school (laughs) it's the second child of course yeah yes the first one is uh is uh yes i suppose more cautious in terms of leaving home i guess yeah yeah that's funny yeah Okay, so what was it then about All Hallows that stood out for you when you were looking at different schools? Well, uh, I think certainly I remember when we went round actually meeting the children in year eight, which is where my second daughter is now. And what, what, I, what struck me was actually how confident and, you know, what, what sort of, how charming they were, really. They were sort of just easy to talk to. They were sort of happy in their own skin Hmm. And I thought that was a really good benchmark to base our decision on, actually. Um, you know, teachers can change and 
classrooms can change. But, you know, the idea of the sort of a, the, the type of person that we met, we met a few year eights. So I was thinking that's where my child's heading. You know, that's where that's what we agreed anyway between mm. my husband and I. We liked we liked the children. So that's what we were looking at. Mm. And were they children who were giving you a tour around the school? Is that how it worked? Yes, they were children um, who gave us a tour around the school and they, yeah, they were chatty, bubbly and quite happy to talk to anyone. So, you know, that's that's something that, that really appealed to us. And if you were doing this whole exercise again, do you think that there are any elements that you might add into the mix for consideration, given that we are now in 2021? Uh, I'm, I'm not referring to, you know, 2020 pandemic or anything like that, but just, you know, the, the change in, in the world. Uh, the, the change in yourselves as a family unit. Is there anything extra that you'd consider at all? I, I certainly think that the whole idea of simple academia probably has changed, certainly in our time, um, that actually it's really important. I think workplaces are looking at this kind of complete person really that has many skills. I mean, I think, you know, certainly being happy and confident and being able to sort of stand on a stage or do music or drama or whatever anyone like I think doing as many of, of those as possible makes mm. you a more sort of complete person and I think I, I think people used to look at results a lot more I guess mm -hmm. and I think that's important but it really has changed in my mind that actually you know being being happy you know, happy children you know basically can fulfill their potent, potential so I think yeah I think that's changed certainly for mm. us in our, mm. in our time. So if you were talking to uh, some parents who are choosing their school for, the, for their children right now, maybe, you know, their, their children are, are 10 years younger than yours, what advice would you give to them when they're looking around? Mm, I don't think I'd give any advice to any parent. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody knows kind of what they're, they're doing in a way. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't think every school fits every child. So start with your child and I think, yeah, I mean, it's your, you know, the basic things of your child's personality. I think it's very similar to looking around a house, really. You just mm -hmm. feel kind of that you slightly belong there. It feels like the right kind of place. Mm. So there's a sort of instinct, I think, that when you walk around somewhere, you go, yeah, I can see us here, you know. Mm. So I think that's, yeah, that's probably I'd go with that, go with that. What do you think it is about that instinct that encourages or that enables people to to feel like that school is the right school? Because you're right. A lot of people do say that. And it is a bit like choosing a house, isn't it? But, you know, what, what, what do you think it is that enables that to happen? Well, I think, you know, obviously you've got uh, the, the sort of facilities and the, uh, the, 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 you know, the sense of space um, and people. But I mean, I think it's probably smiles on faces and the body language and things like that you know there's sort of things we don't always read that we feel happy with and you know just probably the small stuff really okay interesting so let's take it back then to those parents that are looking around for a school for their children uh you mentioned to start with their child uh what other what other advice could be useful to another family um well i suppose you know this day boarding mix I think that's probably important to some people. You know, there are full day day schools out there. That wasn't mm -hmm. something that we particularly wanted to use. Uh, we liked the idea that we could leave our children till six o'clock. You <laughs> yeah. know, um, we've got, we've got, you know, we work for ourselves. We've got, you know, it can be quite long days. So we just 
did need that flexibility. And I suppose mm. that's what we we're happy to pay a little bit more. We didn't have the massive budget to go for, you know, very, very high expensive schools. So it's sort of for, you know, looking for something somewhere in between that has that that flexibility in terms of pickup times as well. Mm-hmm. And roughly what sort of percentage of their time have they been spending doing boarding as opposed to being day? Um, so actually in the you know last, well, when they've been able to, uh, mm-hmm. now, yes, um, it, you know, that certainly they'll do a day a week. The fun day was Thursday. Okay. Oh, why is that the fun day? Well, I found out recently because mm-hmm. I was totally in the dark about this, but it's tuck night. Oh, I see. Not surprising, <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. And tell us a little bit about what that boarding experience is like. You know, for anyone listening who's got children and maybe they didn't go to a boarding school when they were younger, or actually maybe they did, and it was very different to how boarding schools are today. What sort of things do children experience in boarding schools that uh, that new parents might not know about? Well, I can certainly, um, I, I didn't go to boarding school, but um, I, I certainly heard that in the old days, um, they used to throw a cotton rope out of the, out of the, the window and um, that was your far exit. Um, so now, you know, it's not quite as, as, you know, now it's all very, very organized and well put together and they feel really mm. safe and it's all sort of all thought about. But there's lots of activities. So, you know, the, and I think it's all that camaraderie, really. It gets mm. to a point where children really love that sort of freedom. But at the same mm-hmm. time, they're sort of there's that, you know, they're in a, a place where they're being looked after, but they're given sort of chances to go and either, you know, go out and go and sort of have fun with their friends out, outside but in a sort of organized way but they're mm, you know it's mm. it's just sort of leaving home in a way it helps mm. them grow up a bit I think and when you say about having fun outside what kind of things do they do outside that are, that are quite fun well I think they've I'm trying to think of all the things that um, I've been told about um, I think they were launching rockets or, or they were going into forest school and creating campfires you know learning sort of outsource outside bushcraft stuff uh, and, and you know as well as sort of you know going for a walk even something simple like that with their friends mm. so mm. yeah I think it's probably quite simple it's not it's not sort of huge stuff but it's just being given that freedom really. And you mentioned about friends and friendship in in, in, in that um, in what ways do you feel like boarding has helped with friendship but also just general school life at All Hallows how has that helped for them to to create these friendships with other children? Well, what I've noticed actually, it's quite interesting, is that given um, a little bit of space, children are very capable uh, of sort of sorting themselves out um, in terms of friendships. You know, so they have really close friendships, but actually I've noticed the school doesn't interfere too much in some of the trickier friendships, which I think is great because we have these conversations when they get back. And I said, well, you know, how did you all manage that? Well, we all got together and we said, huh. you know, this is not how we work. And I, I thought it's a much better way to navigate life than going in and he said, she said, and all these kind of things. And it's, mm. a, I mean, I think it's much, much better in those boarding situations that the children almost sort of police themselves and and, and sort of work through a, a way of behavior that everyone finds acceptable. I think that's a great life lesson. That's really interesting. Children are sorting that out on their own. Do you think that adults in general, this is nothing to do with All Hallows now, but do you think that adults in general have a bit of a tendency to to try to sort out too much for their children instead of letting them work it out? Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, we're, we've all got this problem solving thing in our heads where we want to solve the problem straight away. Mm. But actually, mm. sometimes it's just about 
letting letting everybody sort of have their own time and space to try mm. and work through it themselves really yeah maybe there's a bit of um you know almost guilt factor in there in that we 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 maybe feel like if we sort these things out for them, then we're doing them a service, but actually we're doing them a disservice in many ways because we're not giving them the chance to work it out themselves. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I mean, I, I, I say that, you know, oh, you know, you'll come across all types of people in, in, in the world, in life. And if you haven't, haven't sort of managed to, to sort of navigate the tricky bits, how, how are you going to actually do that? It's all very well having a nurturing situation, but I think you've got to nurture, nurture a bit of conflict too. So some people listening to this might be weighing up the options between uh, a state school or an independent school. And some of them might be thinking that a state school provides better opportunities for, for meeting more people in all walks of life. What would you say to someone who's considering all Hallows, and, and this, I don't want this to sound like a, a loaded question, but what, what would you say to someone considering All Hallows compared to other schools? Um, I suppose people sometimes think, think that private schools are all about sort of Range Rovers and sort of, you know, green wellies and things like that. And of course, <laughs> there are some smart parents, definitely. But mm-hmm. I'd say a lot of the parents at All Hallows are sort of more likely sort of rubbing the mud off their number plates in the morning and asking to go for a dog walk and are quite down to earth. You know, they're sort of you know, the everyday people, they, they probably quite a lot of them work for themselves. They've given up stuff to actually pay for their children to have a chance at private education. So, mm. yeah, I mean, you know, there are some common spirits. You know, there's people who go swimming in Vobster Lake and you know, and they sort of go and have hot chocolates afterwards, a cafe and stuff like that. But, you know, very everyday people. So it's, you know, they, they decided some of them would be gone, gone to day school themselves and they're looking at, at this private private school um, experience as an option, mm. really. So uh, is your feeling then that, that, that some of the, or many of the parents at All Hallows, you mentioned that a lot of them are working, uh, some of them running their own businesses, maybe mm-hmm. some of them not taking as fancy a holiday as they could do because they want to pay, pay for the school fees and take that route, maybe changing the car not every other year but every four or five years or every eight or ten years or whatever instead of more frequently yeah I'd say that's a good description of uh, an All Hallows parent really yes mm, you know mm. they, they're they definitely people who've given up things to give their children a, a chance and I mean you know lots of parents do I'm not saying yeah they give give up lots of things for their children but I suppose mm. that's definitely a, an All Hallows kind of description of, of what they're like yeah mm. Okay, if you can just tell us a little bit more about your children, what kind of things do they enjoy doing? My children have had a chance at doing pretty much everything, really. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I suppose they, yes, I've, you know, I've given the, we've, we've given them the chance to sort of do the, do all the music. So they've chosen several instruments. One's gone mm-hmm. on to do a music scholarship. The other okay. one hasn't gone on to do music, but has carried on with sort of playing music. She plays the oboe and the other one plays the viola, violin and sings. Right. And then all the sport. I think we counted up 21 different sports that that, that they'd done. Right. So there's a little bit of swagger when it comes to trying something new. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Whether Mm -hmm. it's archery or, you know, even whatever, pistol shooting or whatever they do. So, mm. yes, you know, they, they love, you know, lacrosse. It was lacrosse the other day and, and, and someone came in with some pop lacrosse sticks just to give right. it a go. They loved that. Yeah. Fantastic. And what's next in store for, for them and, and their education? 
we're actually hoping to keep them, my two daughters together um, uh, at the same school, going on together, I have a senior school. Again, looking for a similar package, really, to All Hallows. Uh, you know, when we were looking for senior school, we're looking for a day with the possibility of boarding. Mm -hmm. And we love this idea of the, the sort of strong uh, house, you know, mm -hmm. sort of being part of something um, mm -hmm. that gives them that support rather than mm -hmm. just parent support. So, mm -hmm. you know, that's something that we've chosen for, for their mm -hmm. senior schools as well. Mm -hmm. Well, look, Catherine, we need to bring this to a close, but I just want to say thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being here and sharing your personal experience as a family of what life has been like as a parent at All Hallows. Great. Thanks, Simon. Lovely to meet you. So that was Catherine Cameron-Clark, parent to two daughters aged 12 and 14, who've both spent many years at All Hallows. Thank you, Catherine, for coming on to this episode of the podcast. Don't forget, if you have any questions, you can contact the school. Just go to the main school website or give them a call, either one or the other. Now, if you haven't followed this podcast channel yet, then now really is the time to do so, because then when each episode is released, you just get a small notification to let you know that it's there. So go and do that. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode. We look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.